0: yo, don't listen with kids in the car, A eh? Sounds good.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 14th episode of Riverdale Season 6, Venomous. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I am joined again by my fabulous co-host, Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten, how's it going this evening?
0: We made time. We're together. We had a nice little pre-show catch-up. I'm feeling good. Ready to get all over your favorite episode of Riverdale in Go a long time. Go away.
1: Also, <laughs> man, now I've got it. Hold on. Let me get my tiny little notebook out. What was that? Oh, my like, God. 28 seconds already.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, since when can we not say the S word?
1: (laughs) Since always.
0: Now I've always said it. How dare you?
1: Oh my gosh. Anyway, just starting off great. We love it. We Whatever. Love it. Uh so, hey everybody. I'm excited today. I'm jazzed because I loved this episode. And now I understand my sl- standards have slipped dramatically. I get it. It's fine. But this episode brought joy to me for the first time. Definitely, I mean for the first time in a long time, but I'll say it at the bare minimum for the first time since Rivervale. And I'll explain why. I'll explain why. But we all know why. It's not um, it's not just the one obvious reason.
0: I listen, I spent this whole episode just like what am I watching? I like literally I was like I've lost like 30 brain cells at least just from watching each episode of Riverdale. Like the show has actively made me dumber and this episode is no different.
1: I've given up caring about what they're doing with the show. I don't even care anymore. I just sit down and I say, show me something that'll make me laugh at least once that'll make me excited and I will fully admit that I am completely a person you can pander to by giving me flashbacks of better episodes. I'm okay. I understand that that's why I liked half of it, but that's fine. I, You know what? We'll talk about it. Oh my god. This- See, I, like, I, I feel like I'm with you on like, show me
0: something that makes me laugh, that makes me feel something, whatever. But I literally was just sitting there like, what are, who is this for? I guess it's for you. But I was like, who is this for? Like, what am I watching the whole time? And I know I sound like a negative Nancy and people get annoyed, but I can't help it. It's how I feel.
1: Here's the number one reason why I liked this episode. And I say it like week after week. I talk about how if you want me to like the show, you need to make me feel like the characters are integrated with each other and like are living in the. same universe and this episode all of the characters were interacting we didn't have any of these moments where we're like why doesn't this person talk to these people like are they friends anymore why is so and so off in their own plot no they all Oh, they're closer than ever some of them yeah uh, well not just that but i'm saying like they they were all like they were all interacting with each other and i i think we finally have found like the best use for cheryl it's like stop having cheryl be in her own plots that are so unrelated to everyone else have Cheryl be the witch of the town who they all go to for advice and stuff like that like I enjoyed that I do like that I do like that. yeah I, I was like wow Cheryl is integrated and we'll cover her plot like her own separate plot line really quick at the top but that that my number one reason for liking this show was I was like fine you know what I don't even care lie to me lie to me now you can you can tell me now act in this one episode like they've all been friends this whole time and I'll buy it <laughs> because because they don't normally even bother and this time i was like wow look at them interacting
0: but this episode had no tabitha tony or kevin or fangs like they just literally cut out so many characters in order to I guess make room for the main characters to be together but I was like didn't you literally go through a whole controversy about Tony and not including her
1: as a main cast member and now you're just cutting her out of the episode completely like stop it is, is Vanessa Morgan doing something like I can't imagine that they would have actively like unless and the only thing I could think of that and this is probably me being way too generous toward the show but is so far Tony does not have a superpower and so I wonder but like all these people are getting superpowers sort of one at a time so I wonder if like mm-hmm. she'll be integrated next you know like I'm curious right. to see how it goes if they do that I don't know we'll see I I am I am bummed by the characters they didn't have but and I hate to say this but like when it comes with like Kevin I don't need one scene of Kevin to make me pretend that he is a character on this show like if you're going to have these characters have them interact and, yes. and I don't like it when they've had a lot of characters, like even Reggie, a lot of the time it's like they're just sidekicks to someone else in their plot line. And so because mm-hmm. of that, it's like, okay, well, we have to separate the the Reggie and the, you know, Veronica, like put them over here because it'll be too complicated if we conclude them. Like put put the Tony and Fang stuff over here, put the Cheryl stuff over here. And and so finally it's like, okay, maybe maybe what they need to do is have half the cast every other episode and at least have all those people being together doing one thing. Yeah, maybe. That could that could make Maybe make things better. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. But let's dive in. Let's talk about Venomous, which, of course, starts with Jughead voiceover, because I'm not going to say that I love an episode if it doesn't have a Jughead voiceover. (laughs) How many times have you wondered if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Because of course, no one ever thinks about the downsides to having superpowers, the piercing headaches, the blind spots, the kiss of death, the strange debilitating vulnerabilities you develop. I I will say when I heard that at the beginning of the episode, I wasn't excited. I was like, that's really dumb because all of those things you just listed have nothing to do with normal people's superpowers. It's it's only in the show. I mean, it could be in other shows, too, that we just don't know about. I mean, I guess like, yeah nobody ever talks about Superman's vulnerability to kryptonite except yes no that's we like, talk about that all the time and I was gonna say like that's entirely what Smallville was about so uh. that's all anybody talks about I feel like with Superman yeah plus there's that song kryptonite not that song oh my god okay <laughs> anyways, enough anyways. Enough. Uh, what, what would your uh, superpower be if you could have one Um, teleportation really oh you know what I was just thinking the other day like how convenient it would be to be able to teleport well <laughs> and like
0: here's the thing then you can go live somewhere cheap and work like at a good job and still see all your friends and like do things it'd be so convenient and never having to get on an airplane again my carbon emissions would be rock bottom you could save so much on gas I could save on gas I could save on time I could get more sleep I could be more productive like
1: yeah that'd be a good one yeah that'd be a good one
0: well because like people be like oh invisibility and then it's like but like what are you doing with that yeah and like mind reading you're gonna hear something you don't want to hear
1: Oh, yeah. No, mind reading is a curse. I would say, like, and seeing the future is a curse. I would say flying is, like, would be fun, but, like, not as practical as teleportation. Teleportation would be extremely practical. Maybe I would say another one that would be pretty practical for me would be, like, I don't know, the ability to have more time in a day somehow. Whether that means I don't sleep. Like, maybe sleep if you
0: could pause or time. Or pause.
1: Yeah, something like that. There's a I lot mean, of teleportation would that. give you so much time back that it's like you have more hours in your day. It's true. It's true. I really like this. Uh, maybe we'll see someone teleport sometime soon. Maybe not. So there is, even though Cheryl is integrated into everyone else's pl- plot lines, she has like a couple scenes that are just about her. So we'll knock those out really quick. Cheryl is consulting a Magic 8-Ball. Now, shout out to- Shout out Rob Sesternino The podfather, Rob Sestranino for- The daddy network. <laughs> yeah. And I think what was so funny about this to me was I'm like, wait a second. Cheryl has like legit magic powers and she also can control fire or whatever. That's not what it is. What's it called? She's a pyrokinetic. Yeah, that one. She can like create fire. She can
0: control and create fire. I yeah.
1: Think. Well, like, can she, if there's like a fire in a fireplace, can she like do something about that? I mean, probably. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, um, but like for whatever reason, this episode, she just keeps talking to this magic eight ball. Like, I'm going to consult the spirits. And it's, like, instead of, I don't know what I thought she was going to do, like, go, like, I don't know, pray or, like, commune with, I don't know, dead people or whatever. Instead, she was just, like, <laughs> just talking to the magic ball. Ball. What do I
0: do? I mean, I like it because I feel like um, it's inserting a little bit of mystical into the real world, which is always fun.
1: Yes. Yeah, I thought it was great. So she's – her mind is still about Heather ever since, I don't know, her mom came back with those letters, I think.
0: Yeah, she found out about the, like, letters that Heather had sent and then also thinking about flowers in the attic, I guess, made her think of – but, like, again, that makes more sense with her brother than with Heather, but whatever. Yeah,
1: it does. So she says that Heather is a librarian in Greendale. Now, I will admit I was wrong about this plot. I definitely thought that Heather was going to somehow be, like, a reincarnation of Sabrina. No, Sabrina is coming back on this season yeah but i'm assuming she's coming back as sabrina yeah like, as sabrina but all of a sudden i was like wait a second sabrina's gonna be heather no i don't know it, it made sense in my mind um but the magic ball is not really helping her
0: no the magic so she's like you know what i'm just gonna send an email
1: yeah yeah well she's gonna call but and then like nana blossom is just the whole time just like negging her being like oh Heather doesn't respond. Mm. Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna call her. Oh yeah. In my experience, when people want to talk to you, they will respond faster.
0: Did Nana get a haircut? Because I felt like she looked busted.
1: Really? I had the opposite thought. I was like, wow, Nana looks pretty like like normally she looks more like dead and creepy, but she actually looked pretty like okay. Oh, well I thought she looked busted. <laughs> Wow. We're just disagreeing on everything today. Um, so, yeah, the Magic Eight Ball keeps giving her vague answers. So she calls the Greendale Library and Heather answers. And so she just hangs up because. Aw, she's so nervous. She's nervous. Uh, Which, yeah. like, who, like, I understand why
0: Cheryl would be hung up on this, cr- like, relationship from middle school because it was, like, very formative to her sexual identity and it was something that was ripped away from her. And so, like, it makes sense that she'd be hung up on it. But it doesn't, to me, doesn't make sense that she's like, and I'm gonna
1: reach out. I think it's like unfinished business. Like yeah. it's hard because I definitely think you think about like your first crushes or your first loves or your first whatever a lot. But I don't know, I was trying to think like if like the, the first person that I had a crush on back in like middle school, if I had ever like if I heard that like they had moved to my town or like were nearby, mm-hmm. like would I reach out? Would it be like, hey i feel like
0: i wouldn't but that's because i like to burn bridges and like fully move on with my life from one phase to the next
1: well you know what kirsten some people are more desperate than you at this point in their life so oh my god (laughs) i gotta (laughs) tell you right now
0: stop it a you're not desperate and b you've got options stop it so and then
1: at the end of the episode you're 26 like (laughs) i'm not i'm actually 27 now I'm getting for thought your old. birthday...
0: Wait, I thought you turned 27 in this upcoming December. No. Nope. Oh wow. I know. Yeah, wow. What a grandma <laughs> at 27, you'll never find love. I have no prospects. Do you know what I was I'm going to be a spinster. I, do you know what I was doing at 27? I don't know, living your best life. I was locked in an effing house for COVID and couldn't go outside or meet anyone. So you'll find people.
1: Yeah, well that was my 25th and 26th year. So, uh. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just saying like you're
1: going to be fine. Okay, whatever. I promise you'll find love. Thank you. Thanks for that. I need that. Um, <laughs> (laughs) Um, so the doorbell rings ding dong I wrote $10 at Sabrina it wasn't but it was Caroline Day did you recognize her did she she looked familiar to me but then I looked her up and nothing nothing rang a bell she had a
0: face that could have been anyone um, to me. Like, I feel like I was like, yeah, I if you told me I'd seen her in a hundred things, I'd believe you. If you told me I'd seen her in zero
1: things, I'd believe you. I think she must look like someone else. Like, there mu- yeah, there must be someone else who looks very similar to her. Because I feel like she has a very Yeah, because distinct- I've never
0: seen any of the things on her credit. Same. She'll
1: be back in the next episode, though. What in the world is TMDB? What? The movie database. That's not a thing. It's supposed to be IMDB. Look at you on the close but no cigar movie database. I know. What is this? Why did TMDB come up before IMDB? Where even is IMDB? Is that I don't know, but just I'm, on her, I'm on her IMDB. Okay.
0: Mary, I have an IMDB. You don't need to be famous to have one. You have an IMDB?
1: Hold on. I'm looking up <laughs> Kirsten McKinnis on the IMDB. Be.
0: it it just shows that i was on entertainment tonight as myself and big brother canada as myself how
1: do you spell your name why, why oh am oh my I, god what, what am i my name? spelling mckinley that's not what i wrote not mckinley hold on kirsten <laughs> oh wait hold on it's right it's on your screen Mm, I forgot the second N. Okay, Kirsten McInnes, IMDb. Wow, it's like the fifth thing that comes up. Um, Big Brother at Canada. Yeah, myself, myself. And Entertainment Tonight. You were on Entertainment Tonight, Canada, or is that just the? Like, it, was the in- it was an interview. It inter- was an It was an interview for um. Well, Big Brother. I have been in an actual movie, so where is my credit? Huh? You could just make it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Somebody else, please make it and put that I was an extra in Evan Almighty, please and thank you. I don't. Do they put extras? Nope. But I could. Sure. Yeah. Someone do that. Also, this has been said before, but I would really like it if IMDb would include celebrities commercials because sometimes I'm watching a commercial and I'm like, oh, who is that person? I can never figure it out. It's really difficult. (sighs) Now I'm just looking at this picture of you. I'm on your um, Big Brother Wikipedia page. No, ew. Close it. But this is, ugh, those shoes, they look uncomfortable, but they're very cute. Which shoes? The red little strappy heels. Oh, no, those shoes are Those shoes are actually pretty comfy. Okay. I've had some shoes like that before, and I feel like I feel very unstable, but that's just me. All no, right. they had like a anyway. nice chunky heel. They had some heft. That's what we like. We like some heft. Anyways, back to Riverdale. Yeah. So Heather came. And that that was it. She's like, you called. I came. How did she know she called? I bet Heather Maybe she. Well, I guess she's a witch too. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me really quickly come up with a fun title for this next section that we're going to call Palladium Soup. That's yeah, not a fun title. I couldn't, so I couldn't come up with anything fun. better. All right. Why didn't you just call it Iron Man? Oh, man. That would have been good. Well, it's like no Iron Man, actually. Well, but then. Like man with no a iron. Lo-
0: but then a lot of iron <laughs> at the end. <laughs> and then a lot of
1: iron. Like, he starts with no iron, and then he has so much iron. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Okay. So, um, Archie's annoyed that Reggie's working with Pickens. I liked that he was like, what are you using Jedi mind tricks? And I'm like, oh, this show came out one week well, too no.
0: late. No, he goes, you realize Pickens is using his Jedi mind tricks on you, right? And it's like does Reggie know about Percival's powers, I A. Don't know. Um. And B, it's like, okay, good job for the dated reference, Archie. Yeah. You've really tried. It's like, and Reggie's like, listen, this town is going places and I
1: want to be with the guy who's taking it there. Honestly, is there any surprise that Reggie has just broken bad again? He just, it's no, like his third the most, time he's broken bad. It's the most predictable thing
0: in the world. I don't even think you can call it Breaking Bad anymore. It's just like Archie, <laughs> not Archie, Reggie's showing who
1: he is once again. Yeah. So, Uh, They do at least give an answer to the, like, why doesn't Archie just go murder Pickens at night or whatever. It's like, okay, he has a palladium ring now that he's wearing. So... Well,
0: and also, I don't... Archie wouldn't go murder someone even though it's the best move. Like, he's just... He's not a murderer. He's a puncher Yeah. He's
1: not a murderer. (sighs) I'm... You should really, you should really murder Pickens. He's a literal devil.
0: Yeah, he should be. He should be killed. He is a demon. Yeah,
1: but you know what? I'm going to say it. In this one case, I condone murder on this podcast. (laughs) In this case, you heard it here first.
0: First, this episode, Mary says she likes magic in Riverdale, which she has always said she didn't want. Now she's condoning murder. you I'm all in. I'm all in. Have you been kidnapped?
1: Like, are you even in your room? Like, what is going on? (laughs) So, this is just a green screen. You can't tell. Now, yeah, they did I bring my chair with me to the place where I've been yeah. kidnapped, but... Um, I knew it. I, so, I do want to stop down real quick and talk about something that we haven't really talked about yet, which is, like, I know Pickens is annoying and we don't like him, but, like, isn't that what you want from a villain on a show? You want to dislike them. Like, I feel like with with Hiram, it was it was complicated because we're like, okay, we hate Hiram. He needs to go away, but he's also, we know that they're not going to defeat him until they just, like, until Mark and decided to leave the show. And where, when you have, because he was such a main character, when you have someone like Pickens, who it's like, we don't know. Is he here for six episodes? Is he here for 20? Is he here for the end of time? We have no idea. I feel like I hate him. And that's a good thing. I I like that I hate my villain.
0: Yeah, the thing is, is I do hate him in a good way. But also the problem on this show is that I'm always going to kind of root for the villain a little bit just because I hate Archie so much. Like, I don't want him to succeed. I was hoping he'd die this episode.
1: I don't know why I found him less annoying this episode. Maybe just because he wasn't in it that much, and a lot of his scenes were with Cheryl, and I just kind I of felt liked like Cheryl. I like he was in it so much. Yeah, I mean he he was. I don't know. He was just kind of he he was doing d- dumb stuff. So Archie and Jughead Ugh. are going to strategize, and I and I like yes. this. He's going to have a scene with Jughead, and then Jughead's going to go be in some other people's plots. Normally, this would be like if this was it, it would be like okay, it's the Archie and Jughead plot line. But no. So we get a couple. <laughs> well, no, but Archie and Betty are sharing now. They're friends. Yeah, I guess. In more ways than one. And yeah. Yeah. So Tabitha isn't here because she's, this is the second episode in a row where Tabitha's not around because she's off uh, l- trying to make Pops a historical landmark. I wrote historicalizing, which I don't think is a word, but. I like it. I think that we should make it something. Now, is that actress? What is her name? Okay, she's like the only actress I don't know the name of off the top of my head. Tabitha um, Tate, I do actress I apologize to this actress because I enjoy her Erin yeah, I did know that I just she's it, it's, great yes she's sorry, sorry. to this woman um, yes. So Aaron Westbrook, uh, who is fabulous, is um just not in this episode. And is like she had the very heavy Tabitha episode, where it was basically yes. all Tabitha, and then she's been gone for the last two. So I don't we know We had Oops all happened. Tabitha and then no more. And then no more Tabitha. So hopefully Tabitha comes back soon. It sounds like she's coming back for the next next episode. So we'll Oh, see. Well, that's good at least. Um then we've got like so Archie and Jughead are talking and they bring up they, they repeat verbatim the words about Archie being like, I didn't know you were so into comic books. And he's like, Of course I like comic books. I contain multitudes. And then they like flash back to Rivervale where that same thing happened. And it it looks like Archie is the one who gets that deja vu this time. So we're definitely Mm. doing things with this, which again I appreciate because it shows me that the writers are at least doing a thing. I just miss Rivervale.
0: Can we just go back there? I think we are back there. Like I think this is but Archie's alive. I want to go back to Archie being dead. Okay. True. In that case I can also continue own murder.
1: For Archie? For Archie being murdered, yeah. Yeah, especially when it's done by, like, the, the, the collective town. That was pretty The funny. town
0: as like a whole was like, yes, he needs to die. Yeah, and I was, was like, you are so right, besties. Like, yes.
1: Now, I think it's interesting that the Archie plot is like, I need to become immune to my weakness. Like, I need to build up immunity. Like, I need to Mm -hmm. take small doses of the Iocane powder so that when I am in a battle of wits against Vizzini, I can win. That's kind of where he was going with this. Which Mm -hmm. apparently is something that they did in a Superman comic where he became immune to kryptonite. And I can just tell you, that is not what happened in Smallville. Which, in my opinion, is the only reference to real Superman. Okay, Um, I'm sorry. That is
0: (laughs) thing to say. Uh, I don't think like so. for like for a franchise that has such cultural significance that even people who've never seen anything about it know about it to be like, yeah, Smallville is the only one
1: I reckon that is you're out of control today, Mary, like legitimately, are you on track? Like I think their solution made more sense on Smallville because instead of being like let me become immune to this they were like how about I just have lead so that I can like because kryptonite can't penetrate lead so if I like made a lead suit I'd be fine and I'm just saying I feel like Archie could have done that. And that's what's better? I don't know. Then trying yeah then trying to ingest palladium. Yeah I think it is better. Well yeah ingesting the palladium I mean I don't know it works for Rasputin for poison. Well it's funny because Archie's like hey Cheryl can I borrow some palladium need to test this thing out with and she's like oh I warn you that's dangerous like I I don't know why but something about Cheryl she was not very snarky in this episode and I think they kind of were hinting like Nana was trying to be like oh you're just trying to distract yourself by helping all these people Mm -hmm. but like Cheryl acted like she was their friend in this episode there was no like snarkiness no oh I hate you like nothing it was like she is fully on board with them she truly felt bad uh, when Archie was like in pain Um, I'm assuming at some point in the interim, Archie has told Cheryl all about his weakness to Palladium. I assume that happened. Yeah.
0: Well, it Um, had to have. But, well, and also, like, I think it must have happened when they were talking about the library books. Like, they just all kind of got on the same page. Um, But also, it's just, like, has Cheryl completely forgot? I guess she doesn't care about her ancestor getting burned up
1: after After she had taken over her body. Yeah. yeah. I I think that we're kind of done with the Cheryl supporting Abigail. So, um, so Archie is going to try the Palladium Horcrux method and he just ties it around his neck and then suffers a lot. His hands start bleeding and Betty's like wow that's rough and he's like yeah and that was just like a normal workout. It's not even like I was punching a wall like I would have been if I was invincible.
0: Yeah he was like even when I wasn't invulnerable I would punch this thing way harder and never have it like this. Like it th- that was crazy and it's like yeah well you're putting your weakness on your body on purpose like stupid.
1: Yeah I kind of like that the the Archie plot though at least was him- It was like trial and error. It wasn't just like, oh, we have a plan, and then it works. So then we have a second plan, which Cheryl says, like you said, is the Rasputin thing, where Mm -hmm. she gives him, she calls it palladium soup, but it's really like, it looks like palladium lemonade, and -hmm. she said it's a diluted version, and he's going to drink it and build up his immunity that way, but he ends up just getting super sick. um, It's like he's getting, like, radiation sickness. Yeah, that's what it seems like, because his hair is falling out, he's drastically losing weight, I mean... He looks exactly the same because, you know, it's an episode of a show. But at the beginning of the episode, it said that he was uh, 203 pounds when he weighed himself. And then at this point, he's 135. So that's drastic. Yeah. Should really call him Frail Archie. Am I right? I mean, in this
0: episode, yeah, definitely Frail Archie.
1: Yeah. So he stops drinking the Palladium stuff and um, he goes to talk to Dr. Kirtle. So, so Dr. Kirtle is like like the scientist specialist for the superheroes now. I, I mean, I guess. I, I, like, I guess the idea here is just, like, oh, we can't go to, like, a mainstream doctor. <laughs> well, I mean, is there another doctor in town? Well, they go to the hospital. I guess. Sometimes. I mean, we never see a doctor, but there are people at the hospital. Usually when people go to the hospital, they will either die or be murdered. That You're not wrong. Time. Yeah. There's um, not
0: a lot of people recovering in Riverdale. Not
1: really. And even, like, Tabitha or Jughead, whoever got shot in that scene that didn't well, end up Well, Tabitha happening. got shot, but
0: then she went through time and right. stopped herself from getting so, like, shot. that doesn't
1: even count as her recovery. So Cheryl is like, hmm, you're anemic. That suggests that you have no metal in your body. Because if you don't know, anemia is when you have low levels of iron in your body. Like very, very low. Yes. And that was like a big thing, especially among like young like high school aged uh, especially women uh, anemia is much higher
0: yeah and people like with uteruses that get a period it's way easier to be low iron which
1: checks out that makes sense, understandably understandably um and so it was a thing that like in cross-country um we would like get checked for being iron deficient and take like iron tablets if we needed to Um, so that was, that was the thing. Iron, by the way, iron tablets taste really gross. I've never actually
0: taken one, but I almost certainly need to.
1: Yeah, I have some for just in case, but I haven't, I haven't taken them in a while. Um, the doctor once told my mom, this, by the way, is not medical advice that anyone should actually listen to. But, uh, my mom was like, how can I tell if my child has, like, low iron and he's like, look at her lips, she's fine. Which I don't think is a thing.
0: I think a way better indicator actually is if you pull down your lower eyelid if, if it's like very very white, oh interesting. Uh, that's an indicator of low nutrients. Hmm. Um, if it's more red, it speaks to having more. But again, I'm not a doctor. Please go talk to your doctor if you have concerns.
1: Definitely get all of your medical advice from Kowski Cast. No, from doctors, from medical <laughs> Dr. doctors. Dr. <laughs> Jr.
0: I mean, he, he's presumably from only gone to doctors, med doctors school. in the morgue. I think only doctors in the morgue is like only murders in the building. Um, <laughs> I think you should go to your primary care physician or an urgent care or uh, walk-in clinic if you have concerns about
1: your uh, levels of things because then they can, like, take your blood and, like, tell you for sure. That was a great thing you just said, but my brain was still on the fact that when we first started this podcast, part of me thought, should I do that fun thing where you, instead of labeling the episode after, like, the actual title of the episode, that you, like, give it a fun title? But then Mm -hmm. I was like, that'd be kind of confusing if you're ever trying to go back and figure out, like, what episode you know when something happened but uh no. if we were doing that this episode would be called only doctors in the morgue so <laughs> of course it would yeah thanks uh anyway so <laughs> cheryl is like you need to replenish your iron and i'm gonna go read some medical books and figure that out so she decides that after reading her medical books that she's going to try a spell yeah she also reads alchemical books yeah interesting um so she's going to transmute mute the palladium in his body into iron now she calls palladium she says it's basically white gold is that yeah I, so th- that i guess, okay. i have no idea i don't understand um, but yeah basically she's
0: like alchemists never did find a way to turn lead into gold but they did find a way to
1: turn gold into iron i don't know if that's true i don't think it is and then she was like but why would anyone want to do that unless you've accidentally swallowed a bunch of gold and you're low on iron oh look perfect <laughs> perfect yeah, example works- of what happened exactly right because
0: that's what's going on with archie's health currently
1: Yeah. Also, I need to stop laughing. It's making my abs hurt. How?
0: Well, this is – honestly, you should continue laughing because it will work your abs more if that's what you're looking for.
1: I, I did a core workout yesterday and this is why I'm in pain for those She's got those
0: doms. Those what? Delayed onset muscle soreness.
1: Oh yeah, that. Okay. I've never heard of that before. And that's not <laughs> where I thought you were going when I heard the D-O sound for a little while. Like, oh no. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyway, so now ex- can you explain to me scientifically why this is also, this process of whatever she's going to do is going to also make him impervious to palladium? So they First of all, She did the spell
0: to get him iron back so he doesn't die, okay? Right. But secondly, because there's so much iron, she can forge him using her fire abilities. So it's like two separate things that together will make him fully invulnerable because he'll be forged in fire.
1: No, I don't understand why that makes him impervious. He's forged in fire and so then now he's no longer It's like he's not even human. He's like made of iron. He's like the iron man. Right. The man made of iron. The man made of iron. Iron on the inside. It's like the yes. opposite of Iron Man. I mean, not the opposite, but it's like Iron Man Well, I would argue out. in
0: many ways that Archie is the opposite of Tony Stark. He's not charming. He's not particularly handsome. He's not a philanthropist, billionaire, playboy. Uh, are, you
1: an, are you a Tony Stark Iron Man fan?
0: I mean, I think he does a good job.
1: Okay. I feel like, uh, who is it? I don't know who it is. Somebody. Somebody that I'm always debating with on podcasts is like, what? Iron Man? No, it's Captain America. And I'm like, no. I mean, Captain America is my, like, the one I think is the most
0: attractive um, other than Black Panther. Um, but I I think that
1: Tony Stark is still, like, hot. Okay. Interesting. It's not you, then. I don't know who it is. Let me know. if, if, <laughs> if Yeah, you if, if you podcast with Mary, let her know. Uh
0: <laughs> like I always like wait, this Is with? it someone who thinks that Iron Man is, like, an uggo?
1: No, it's not an attractiveness thing. It's just they're just, like, not Team Iron Man. They're, like, I mean, Team Everybody against Iron Man.
0: Oh, like this in just the... just be a friend of mine. Like in, like <laughs> civil, like in civil War? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like uh, there is a lot of nuance to that argument, and
1: this is not the podcast to do but it. But it could be, you know? Why don't we just pivot? We're only talking about Iron Man now.
0: <laughs> this is a now the Iron Man podcast. Let's the talk about how... I, I mean, Iron Man has, like, the weakest movies other than the first one.
1: Whoa. Okay. That's just... Untrue. Iron Man Three is a constellation. That is
0: one of the worst opinions I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) This is why I get in the fights with people. Okay, I didn't like hate it, but I it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. All right, all right,
1: whatever. So because Cheryl wants to do this with Archie's body, Archie's like. are there any side effects? Actually, no, Archie doesn't care. Archie's like, I'm down. And Betty's like, Are there any side effects? Because Betty's we need, like, what could happen? Yeah, we need this uh sensible person here to be like, hang on. And Sherry's like, you could die. And he's like, Well, I could die from the palladium. And so that's like, true. It is true. And, you know, honestly, I was like, And I wish you can't he argue would. with that. Yeah. <laughs> And then Archie uh, is like, "Okay, well, I need to have one more night with Betty first. One very Yuck. sensual time together. Absolutely disgusting to me." I was skimming through Twitter, and I will say there were two main topics of conversation this episode, which is interesting because they are contradictory. But basically, everybody was doing a lot of shipping, and uh, there were a lot of screenshots of uh, this scene, and, and it just said they are definitely making a baby. So, ew.
0: No, was... I mean, are they? Because I got the impression that they didn't actually even get it in I don't know she like gave him a back massage and they kind of
1: laid next to each other
0: yeah they literally she gave him like a very slow back massage which doesn't look like it would do anything like it didn't like a rub yeah like it wasn't an effective massage it didn't like I guess maybe it could turn you on I don't know and then they sat and he stroked her thigh and she looked into his eyes
1: I was like they didn't even bang I have a secondary reading of this scene um that I don't I don't personally believe, but maybe they put it in there if for for reasons. Possibly, at first, I was half wondering, just based on where this fit in the episode. I was like, "Is this scene supposed to be Betty being like, maybe I'm not into Archie, and I'm just kind of doing this to be supportive of him right here?" I maybe I don't know. I, I hope think, so. I think that. That is, it is possible that they're not sure where they want this to go. And so they left it ambiguous. Anyway, uh, Cheryl cast a spell on Archie. And once again, I really enjoyed this because Cheryl's like, Archie, are you okay? Like, let me know. how How's it going? And I'm like, look at her being concerned. That's so nice. But um, Ooh. no, Archie's fine. He growls in pain, but it worked. And yeah, he's been forged. Ah.
0: Yeah, I, I was surprised he was able to read the spell. Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh, he's actually doing like, it doesn't sound like that. Well, I don't know. So. So whatever, uh, he, he he's not dead and now he's like totally invulnerable again.
1: Yeah, and and look, here's the thing. Out of the three main pot, plot lines this out of the three main plot lines this episode, I cannot speak. The RG1 was the weakest, and let's be honest, that's been the case for every episode of Riverdale, so it's fine. But I think the fact that it was so Cheryl-heavy made me okay with it. But let's move on to the second best plotline of this episode, which was Veronica's literally a Black Widow now. Which, if you remember from after Chad died, that's, they called her the Black Widow of Wall Street. The Black Widow of Wall Street, baby. Now-
0: when did Veronica start wearing black lipstick? Because I don't this remember. Episode. Was it
1: only this episode? Yep, yep. It's just this episode. Because I, I noticed it, and then I was like, am I just stupid, and I never noticed it no, before? No, I mean, she might have worn black lipstick in one or two other episodes, but, like, this is where it was happening all the time. She has a look about her this episode, and I understand that it's just sort of theatrical, but, like, she's wearing a veil. Under the guise, so, I think of protection, but that ain't protecting you from it or I, anyone what? from anything. I'm
0: sorry. I've, I've been living through a global pandemic for two years, two and a half years. I don't know. Two for years, a long just over time. two. And I have learned about what can and cannot prevent the spread of droplets. And that veil is not doing it. Sorry, it's not Mary. doing anything. No, it's, I mean,
1: 30. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Whatever. <clears throat> I'm going to need you to start saying some ship names pretty darn soon, though. I will not. It's fine. All right. So. Dr. Kirtle Jr., who is once again just our superhero expert, tells Veronica that her body seems to be generating enormous amounts of toxins in her saliva, tears, blood, sweat. So it's not just her lips anymore. All the, all the bodily fluids. Interesting that the show, once again, it, it's like the Heathers episode all over again. Visually, they can show us whatever they want. They can show people banging out the wazoo, but they can't, like, say the word sex or imply that that is one of the places where... Where she may be having physical... Like, I was so... I was so sure in the previous episode that they weren't going to say that he died from your kiss, but from something else. And they didn't go there. And I'm like, come on, come on. It's like, listen, we all know
0: where the majority of bodily fluids was coming from that night. Okay? We know. We're adults. I guess the people watching the show aren't necessarily adults, but they know too...
1: I get it that they probably kissed a few times, her and Geraldo, but but that, that is not. That was when not the having- vast majority no. of fluid exchange. Mm-mm. Exactly. Thank now
0: you. I wonder, would a barrier method work to prevent that spread of poison? Like, if they were having safer sex with a condom, would that make a difference? Would the toxins eat through the condom or no? I mean, it wouldn't be perfect, but it would prevent. It wouldn't be perfect,
1: would a female condom prevent? Probably more so, considering yeah. the direction of Yeah, for uh, her, toxin. for where the poison's coming from. That would be my instinct. And I don't she, know. She should be using protection anyways, so. For real. Come on, people. So anyway, uh, he tells Veronica that, like, he's surprised she's not dead already from the toxins and that she needs to go on dialysis. If you're you're not dead from these toxins and you don't even feel an issue, I'm sure you're fine.
0: Yeah, I feel like that was a big leap because it's like, in theory, yes, if someone had that much toxins in their body, yes, they would probably need dialysis, but her kidneys aren't failing. She's making the, like, it's not the same. I I felt like that was a a strange decision.
1: I feel like it took a very long time for them to be like, maybe it's not harmful to her. Well, she figured it out. Well, right, but it took her a long time to figure it out. Well, because she had to read a book about spiders. I feel like I understand that there are plenty of things that can happen to you that maybe you don't like physically feel like a problem, but that doesn't mean that there's not a problem going on, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, look, I had a plumber come out today to my house that I just purchased to fix a leak. And if I had never gone down in the crawl space, I would have never known there was a leak because the rest of the house was not exhibiting those signs. At least it wouldn't exhibit them for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And so some problems within your body could be like going into the crawl space, right? If you don't know where to look, you might never notice. That's why you go to the doctor and get blood tests. Exactly. Anyway, so there's also, like congrats this. congrats on being a homeowner. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. That was just my real subtle way of connecting it. I. But but you just wanted to brag about buying this, property. Well, I yeah, it started to feel that way and then I was like, or is this an anti-brag because I bought a property and immediately had to get a plumber out there. So there's also that. I but I also knew, of- I knew that I knew there was a leak before I bought the house. I just figured it would be easy to fix. Turns out it was easy to fix. <laughs> Probably could have done it Myself, but it's okay. Shout out to Randy the plumber who came. Oh, thanks, very- Randy. Randy was great. Anyway. Um, and then I went down and crawled around in my crawl space for a while because I was like, you need to suck it up and put your big girl panties on and not be afraid of this crawl space because it's yours now. And if there's anything living in there, you should probably find out.
0: Yeah, I would have sent someone else to look in there. I called that's my mom the whole of- time while yeah, I was crawling around there. It's like, don't get off the phone.
1: <laughs> like
0: To me, whatever to is in the crawl
1: space is between the crawl space and God. Like, that's not my concern. <laughs> well, like. I keep listening to News AF where they keep telling me that there's bears living in people's crawl spaces. And I'm like, most bear would have to be pretty a... nimble to get through that doorway, but okay. I mean, are there a lot of bears in Virginia? Um, I have seen many bears in my lifetime. Yes. This is why we put uh, like we have to strap the, the trash down in the trash can sometimes because otherwise the bear will knock it over and take the trash. It's just, hmm. just a pain. And you gotta clean it up the next day. Wow. Poor bear. Go find some berries or whatever. What do bears eat? I don't know. I feel like a that's... Picnic baskets. Okay. Right. Yeah. Everybody, make sure if you're camping that you put your, your food in a bear safe container. No, leave safe your- Safe for bears to eat. No you Leave your picnic basket out for the bears to take. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're pro-bear on this podcast. I hope that people came for a long podcast with a lot of-
0: Listen- <laughs> Deviation. it a while. Okay.
1: Mary's like obsessed with this episode for whatever
0: reason. So let me just have enjoyment where I can.
1: Oh, man. I feel great. I feel really good today. You know what? Go back and look at iTunes or wherever you look at your podcast- runtime and notice all the really short podcasts we've released. I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm having a great time. I mean, I had a great time on all those podcasts
0: too, because I like talking to you. Yeah, anyway. That's what happens when one of us likes the episode. Imagine
1: if both (laughs) of us liked it. Yeah, that we had some longer podcasts for Rivervale because of that. <laughs> okay. Um, Reggie and the shareholders meeting. It's a thing that happens. I'm not really sure. I thought that she kicked Reggie out of the company, but apparently he's still a shareholder. He just isn't allowed what, to I mean, be in the casino. How can she bar him from the casino but not kick him out of the company? Like, I think she just right. barred
0: him from the day-to-day operations, but, like, if he still owns a stake in the casino, she can't just be like, boom, you no longer own shares. I'm sorry. She barred him from the
1: day-to-day operations and her bed Thank you very much. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I can't believe I forgot that second part. Anyway, uh, Reggie is not very kind about how she looks in her whole get up with the gloves well, and, and the to cape. Be fair. He's right. Okay. Yeah, she didn't he's need to wrong. go full Black Widow, but she did. And she not like in Black the Widow Scarlett in like a Johansson sexy way. Day. Yeah. 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 She did in a anyway. weird way. I do like the black lipstick though. Like I am a big black lipstick fan. I liked. I felt like in a couple scenes it looked a little green. Like yeah, almost it tinted. Did look a little green. But I feel like that might just be like complexion like maybe it wasn't the right yeah the maybe. right shade of black i don't know anyway so, anyway, um, she's basically like, no, I'm not selling the, the casino, because that's a whole other thing where, like, they keep talking about someone who's, like, willing to buy the casino. I assume they mean Pickens. I don't know who else it would be.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that it's Pickens. And they're like, we would all get our money back and a little extra. And she's like, if you just wait, you'll make a
1: lot more money. Like, why are you stupid? Yeah, yeah. So, she confronts both Reggie and Percival. And you know why I also kind of liked this episode? There wasn't a whole lot of. Pickens like there's a little bit of Pickens but I mean Pickens like I think wants to F Veronica that makes sense based on the final scene of this plot line yeah which, when yeah. when
0: he like walks away like sees her walking away I feel mm-hmm. like he's like he's got a lingering glance I think he's like because I think Veronica's like obsession with business and entrepreneurship is very much aligned with Percival's like progress thing so I feel like he just like wants to bone her I don't need that to be a thing. I don't want it or need it to be a thing. It's just my prediction. It's how I feel. Also, is Pickens with Kevin now? Like, we don't even know. I mean, they kissed one time, but I think he was just doing that to get Kevin on his side. Like, I think Pickens probably doesn't even have, like...
1: A sexuality per se. I think he just is able to wield it for power. I agree. So, Veronica is like, Reggie, you can't even do anything yourself. And he's like, yeah, I did. I came up with this whole plan myself. I got the buyer. And like, no, I'm not being mind-controlled. And she's like, you're a 6'2", 200-pound jellyfish. And she keeps yelling, and she's getting mad, and she gets a little close to him and, like, breathes on him, and then yeah, his nose starts Yeah, she gets those bleeding. droplets on his face, and his nose starts bleeding. This is why Dr. Kirtle is sitting far away from veronica in every scene and that he has the face shield down wear a mask veronica yeah this would have been a good i don't like, excuse is not the right word but like a good way to integrate some masks into riverdale well but they would never do that yeah also i'm a little confused because i definitely thought based on the end of the previous episode that veronica's poisonous thing was like a curse that pickens had put on her because she yeah. refused to take the painting back and burn it I think it's part of that, at least. Is it? Because I I just feel like they're all just sort of randomly getting powers. Like, we haven't really... We kind of skirted over the fact that, like, she has superpower now. I guess? Superpower? I, mean, I don't know.
0: Is, well, she doesn't know how to harness it. I don't think that it's, like, a super... I don't know. I think that it's related to Percival, which is related to Rivervale, so... I th- I think Percival comes as like a leak from Rivervale and so him being in the world allows the magic to continue to seep through and that's why they don't they didn't all get their powers at the same time.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Rivervale, the fact that Cheryl is in all of these plot lines like helping them out is I feel like a very direct callback to the 4th episode, The Witching Hour, the one where it was a bunch of different car- incarnations of Abigail and she was like helping everybody mm-hmm. in town. I feel like that yeah. was also a thing. Anyway, Definitely. so Veronica calls Betty to come and get a little get a little wasted with her because she, because Dr. Kirtle was like, yeah, basically you're going to die like any second now because your toxin yeah. levels are going up. And yeah, because she was also doing dialysis and the, and Dr. Kirtle's like, dialysis is not working. I would have tweaked this scene slightly, which is I would just, I would not have had Archie there because I don't think it made sense for Archie to be there when the the concept was Veronica being like, Betty, you know, my best friend. Us girls, we do... Mm -hmm. We have girl time all the time. Like, let's grab a drink. And I'm like, wait a second. It's been literal years since they've been friends. Yeah, but now
0: Betty is being that annoying person who's like, oh, you invited me to hang out? Let me bring my boyfriend. Yeah,
1: I thought that was weird. And I also... I'm sure it happened, but I can't remember. Have they even... Any of them, any of those three, had a conversation about the fact that, like, Archie and Betty are dating? I don't... Who could know? I don't think they talk about anything. Veronica and Archie broke up in the um, Next to Normal episode and then shortly after that, Archie and Betty got together. And I, I feel like there probably was a scene where Veronica was like, oh, you and Betty now. And he's like, yeah, it's going good. And she's like, yeah, me and, me and Reggie are doing good. That probably was a thing, but I don't remember. So anyway, they meet up and they have a, like a, a just a, a ton of shots. Um, and they tell Veronica, welcome to the sad superhero club. I'm assuming this is where Veronica finds out about all their superpowers. I don't know. I Did she already know? Um, like she's, I think she's being she, very chill about this. I think she knew. I don't know. She's not she's not sad like why didn't you guys tell me but whatever yeah
0: i don't know i think she's too caught up in her own thing but yeah so they she's like another drink and they're like uh no we are absolutely wasted like what is wrong with you and she's like
1: oh i don't feel it at all and then it's like oh, a toxin is not impacting her so this is one of my theories about superheroes uh as i'm watching all the marvel movies etc it has been a plot line in many many superhero pieces of content that i've consumed that superheroes can't get drunk and they're very sad when they Well, depending this. on their power. Right. Depending on their power. It's not every superhero, but a lot of them, a surprising number, can't get drunk. And um, Veronica also vents about the fact that her last meaningful human contact was with a kiss with Reggie. And she's like, ugh, that traitor or something. I don't yeah. know what she says. Um, now, my fan theory here was that RG and Veronica were going to get back together because of his strength can handle her toxins, like how he handled the poison from Abigail. And I'll just say I was kind of right about that. So,
0: I mean, you weren't completely wrong.
1: It wasn't completely wrong, but kind of depends how far they go with this whole theory.
0: Yeah, so Veronica goes to Cheryl and is like, you're the only one I know who plants poison in their greenhouse. And I need a bunch of poisons from you. And so she's provided a ton of different poisons so that Veronica can can try them and see if it affects her. And Cheryl's like, there's no shame in having your stomach pumped. And she's all, I've got a private ambulance on
1: standby. Uh, Okay, I loved the, there's no shame in having your stomach. Is is that a callback? Like, why was that line in here? Is Cheryl just all of a sudden, like, super kind about everything? Um, I don't know. I was loving Miss Cheryl. I think she's just like, don't die. Here's what it is. Madeline Pesh does a great job playing Cheryl, but we've seen the exact same Cheryl with zero character growth for a billion years now of just, she's snarky, she's kind of mean, she does her own thing, she's very dramatic, whatever. I really, really enjoyed this version of Cheryl where she's like, I'm eccentric and, you know, I grow poisons and I dress all in red, etc., But I'm also like a caring friend who's here for you. I like that so much more. It's like, let's just mature Cheryl into this. And I'm sure that in the next couple episodes, she's going to have something with Heather. And then she's going to be like back to being herself. And I'm not saying that's bad. But I just feel like there could be more of a balance. I guess. It was fun for me. Um, So Veronica takes a little tub, tub read reading a book about spiders. This was such a weird way to do this. She's just like munching on some hemlock or whatever it was
0: yeah like she's in a hot tub she like eats a little bit of poison and then she like feels her pulse and like it just was like why would this be the place where you
1: choose to do that She said she had an ambulance on standby and I'm like, okay so you y- she you're wants going to, to be call naked me- and yeah. ready for the paramedics you know I understand so oh my god I don't understand the one time that people in an ambulance came to save me. <sighs> was in college when I had hurt myself um, taking a nap because I'm, you know, I rolled over and I was like paralyzed for a few minutes and I couldn't sit up. And I was like, well, this is how it ends. Just me taking a nap and hurt my back. And um, safe to say, I was not, I was not naked, but I was also like in my pajamas, like uh it was not the most attractive way for the paramedics to come to me. And then they were like, hey, we're going to put you in the ambulance. And I was like, how much is that going to cost me? And they were like, $6,000. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually just going to stay here. <laughs> And and be hurt. You're like, I'll die actually. Thanks. Yeah. Also, it might not have been six thousand dollars, but it was definitely multiple thousands of dollars. At least two thousand.
0: It costs three hundred dollars here.
1: Well, it was definitely at least two thousand. I don't That's know where the number six thousand came from. That was just a little lie from me, a little exaggeration, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> That was just a little lie from me as a treat. Yeah, you know, I've noticed this trait about myself recently, and it's, I don't know where I developed this because I've only done it for the last year or so, where I'll just say something as if it's true, and then like... Anywhere from about 10 seconds to a couple minutes later, I'll have to tell whoever I was telling. like, yeah, that wasn't true. I just like made it up. But it sounded pretty true, didn't it? (laughs) And so it's like I admit to it. And it's not because I'm like trying to lie. It's more like usually it's like I can't remember something or I'll remember like half a story. So I'll just like say it as if it was a thing that happened. That's um so funny. anyway. So Veronica and Cheryl chat. Yeah. She's
0: like, listen, I read this book about spiders, and most spiders that are poisonous don't die from their own poison. And they can control how much they make. So like maybe I can do that. But when she has strong emotions, it gets harder to control. So she needs to be more controlled. Like, no kisses, blah blah blah. And Cheryl's like, what about if you kissed dispassionately?
1: <laughs> so I-, I think I mean that I, I think m- a peck would be okay. <laughs> (laughs) I I couldn't tell if this was just her trying to be helpful or if this was like a callback to the Poppy Bitsy kiss from the Witching Hour episode also, where like, I don't know why I was just, I would like, I couldn't tell if Cheryl was like, what if we just kiss for fun?
0: It like felt almost like that, but also I feel like Cheryl is too passionate. Like, there's no way you kiss Cheryl and it's not a passionate kiss.
1: Exactly. Uh, And then Cheryl gives Veronica the spider brooch. She's like, this is yours now. Yeah. She says, Veronica, you may be venomous, but you're also resilient. I was like, that's so nice. remember when you guys were having... A dance battle, okay. But do you know
0: what? I don't think calling someone resilient is that nice. I think when it's like like, resilient is so exhausting,
1: yes, I agree. But also, I feel like Veronica's the kind of person who would eat that up because I think she views herself that way. So, Veronica uh eats. Product placement I was like What am I reading <laughs> I'm reading my notes Veronica eats product placement Smart food White cheddar popcorn Which I was at a store today After I saw this episode And I'm like Oh look It's smart food White cheddar popcorn I, and I don't I, like I, The I smart food
0: White
1: cheddar popcorn yeah. I know people love it But it's just not for me I was just confused Because I At first I thought that they freeze Like they froze on that picture Of the bag Because it was like Gonna be a close But no cigar But then it wasn't It was just real It's just
0: a real thing Yeah and it was, was a like, Frito-Lays oh. product product product.
1: Yes, which um, um, Hannah would really appreciate the fact that we're talking about the product placement because she doesn't think we do that enough, so.
0: Well, I don't notice it because I can't see, so you need to write <laughs> it, it in to me if you want me to scene. talk.
1: I gotta tell yeah. you, I did not notice. It wasn't um, as obvious as the time that Hiram was, like, eating Doritos or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, that was pretty obvious. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Reggie's, like, comes in to see her and she's like, ah, oh, my first test at keeping my cool. And she, he's like, I need to talk to you. She's like, I don't have time. I'm finishing my presentation on Canva.
1: Yeah, I don't know why we ha- is that another, like, was that just her saying that or was, is that, that was a product a, placement? No, that was a product placement for sure. Okay, because um, they also showed like, a clip of her, like, editing on Canva. Why like, oh, would Canva
0: be the place you choose to make a PowerPoint? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like, there are so many better places to make a slide deck. Like, so many like wh- where besides
1: powerpoint i actually don't know well
0: there's powerpoint and then also there's like a google slides version oh yeah and then yeah. there's like multiple other software online that is specifically for creating like powerpoint type presentations
1: like canva's useful it's just not canva's what for I would design use for i feel like yeah. it's
0: kind of weird to use it for a design that's going to have text and
1: stuff like and graphs uh, as I presume, her thing would have. Yeah, there was a chart. It was a little chart that was showing the Babylonian, and it was like do 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 do, and it went woo, and it went way up. It went that woo, was definitely understandable. That's how auditorially. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Woo <laughs> woo, yeah. So um, it, he like hands her over these pictures that are like the blackmail stack. You know when they're like, look, yeah. I saw you cheating on it's me her or whatever. Getting
0: dialysis in the office while she's still working, not affected at all.
1: Yeah. So also. They were very close up. And I'm like, where was this camera? Where was this person taking? These it must snapshots? have been a drone. Yeah. Uh, and she, he's like, you are physically, emotionally and mentally weak. So we're going to take over. It's going to be a hostile takeover. And she's like, fine, go ahead. But it'll be a bloodbath. Because I think at this point, Veronica's like, look, I'm not against just murdering you.
0: She's like, I'll kill. I've killed
1: before and I will kill again. I'm not afraid. Yeah. She's like, one time I literally doused a guy with fire.
0: Yeah. I lit a guy on fire.
1: Yeah, um pretty amazing. But so that she that
0: goes to her shareholders' event and yeah, what what is th- I'm sorry. Is this a thing? This it was like an Apple announcement type setup, but for a casino. Um, but she didn't show her presentation about the finances. No. In fact, she didn't talk about finances at all. She said, I'm 110% healthy. Get on board or like get out. And then she sings Toxic by Britney spears
1: it was okay i thought the low parts of the song were really good i think she just doesn't quite master the britney spears like raspy no she she
0: didn't do a great job and it was a weird performance and i didn't understand why it was happening and i'm sure all of the shareholders also Um, did not understand why it was happening so and archie was like lip-syncing and dancing along and it was
1: weird my other favorite um clips or my favorite screenshots that i saw on twitter today when i was searching the riverdale hashtag were um the clips of archie dancing it was it was absurd if it you don't horrible. watch the show like if you just listen to this podcast for us just go watch that one clip of him dancing i would give you the timestamp, but i don't know what it was it was near the end of the episode it was it was, it it was, was really in the la- it was, was in the really last odd.
0: three minutes of the episode for sure and it was
1: odd uh, very troubling it it was it was weird. But uh, um, let me explain to you. So she's singing toxic because so she's like full of toxins and she's like a spider. So that's why it was happening.
0: Well, you know, I get why she chose that song, <laughs> but that doesn't explain why she was singing at all
1: because um is that not what they did at like the Apple events did Steve Jobs not like yeah, rip Steve off his Jobs suit and then, then like, do, like a Beyonce suit dance suit
0: and was in a bodysuit and just like sang a pop song that's absolutely what happens at these okay. events
1: yeah it makes sense uh meanwhile during this she's also like shout out to all the stakeholders but mostly to my BFFs for this episode and this episode only Archie and Betty who gave me my last bit of inspo I needed and then we have a flashback where I was totally right and Betty's like so you and Archie She should kiss because he's impervious again. and um, We can share. Yeah. So anyway, you know what? I had a fun time with that. So it was great. Also, my least favorite thing about the toxic dance was mostly just that I still cannot understand the sound design on these shows of whenever they do dancing, that anytime someone does something like whip their hair around or like do a little arm motion, it goes like whoosh. It's like that is not a sound effect that actually happens. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, and then Pickens like kind of leers at her and gives her, like, a smile at the end, but not really, like, an evil smile. It's, like, uh, he's just smiling. Like, does he just – I think he just really is in love with Veronica. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think think it's because he's evil and he kind of, like – You know, this whole Betty plot line is all about how she thinks she's evil. But, like, Veronica is so much more obviously really evil than you. Like, she's doing scams Mm -hmm. left and right. I
0: mean, are scams evil? Yes. I think it depends on who you're scamming. Okay. All right. So you're pro-scam. In some situations – Name a scam you're pro. Um, Robin Hood stole from the rich and gave to the poor. And I think <laughs> right, that would be which a scam. Is
1: exactly what Veronica's doing. She steals from the rich and gives to the poor. No, she yep. steals from the rich and gives to herself.
0: <laughs> so she's like Actually, no, owning a casino is stealing from the poor and giving to the rich. It's
1: the that, reverse that's robin. Really Hood. I said she's reverse Robin Hooding. It's not good. Oh my gosh. So she's reverse Robin Hooding and Archie's reverse Iron Manning. What is Betty reversing? She's reverse Cowgirl in her last night with Archie <laughs> oh no I walked right into that one am I gonna have to put an explicit rating this is gonna be like that time when the one person wrote in about how they were listening to this with their child and we were talking about how you could accidentally elbow someone in the face while having sex maybe
0: we should put a thing at the beginning that's like yo don't listen with kids in the car A eh? sounds
1: good <laughs> All right, I'll just, just I'll take that. that. I'm just going to move that. So, thank you. Let me just write down the timestamp so I can just move that to the beginning. Yeah, that's perfect. I love that. Um, perfect. And that'll make so much more sense. It's been a while since we've done so much fun editing like this. I you're furious? No, no. I actually really like that. This is is bringing me back to the good old days. Uh, but see, I don't, wrote the timestamp down, get so I don't have to edit. Too
0: much into the editing weeds. We come on. We've we've yeah. moved to come so far. Yeah, um we have. But yeah, anyway, no. Pickens wants to to f Veronica.
1: Right, right. All right. So let's talk about the plot line, which is called Bughead? Question mark? And now look, it's, I understand. And it's going to be no, it's gonna yeah, be bughead. It's it's gonna be bughead. But I just want to say for the last. I don't know, at least 14 episodes of this show, if not more. I have been so convinced that we are never doing Bughead again. Bughead is dead and they killed it, and Bughead's not a thing. Because I felt like there if if the goal of the show was Bughead, they would have handled the breakup and the episodes where they both go to, to different people very differently. There would have been some longing looks, there would have been some more anger, there would have been but the show has decided at some point that they don't really care about like long term relationship drama. No. Like that's not like a plot of the show, right? No. They're like, ah, oh, we have a limited number of actors and we need them in scenes together, so we can't just have them like being salty the whole time. This is not One Tree Hill, which still doesn't land with you as a reference. One it. of these days. One of these I days. I
0: mean, I truly just don't know when I will have the time.
1: Uh maybe, maybe we just, maybe we just don't podcast about it. Maybe we just watch it for fun, you and me separately, but you know, at the same time.
0: Well, if I decide to take on another long binge, I will
1: binge One Tree Hill and you my thoughts. Thank you. But I also want to watch it. Well, you can start start watching it when I start watching it. Yeah. All right. We'll find out. Anyway. (laughs) So, Betty and Jughead... Yes. Are in a plot line together, surprisingly. And look, I don't even care if the actors have zero chemistry anymore. It doesn't matter to me because I we mean, get flashbacks for the that. Actors will always have chemistry. It just means they're not dating anymore. That's not what I mean. I mean I feel like they have actively been like, we are going to be very stony in our scenes that we have together. Because like we just want to. What if it? they're back together and they just not, don't want to tell anyone? Definitely about it. not true. I think they are both in completely separate relationships and I'm happy for them and I am not a person who ships Bughead because of the actor's past relationship I felt like the show spent so long investing in that and then just sort of got rid of it for no I mean for a reason I guess but whatever anyway here we are so they're in a plot line together and Betty's like look a jughead and also in this scene when she asks him she says I need you to read my subconscious mind and I said well we're gonna get some Bughead then because that's the only thing that could possibly happen here yeah
0: no they're gonna fall back in love because of it
1: yeah well or at least one of them is based on this episode so she's like i'm an open wound jughead and i need to stitch myself together and find the missing pieces i'm sorry it's been way too long since i've ever even attempted a betty voice and that was so rough i'm sorry it's the same as what you
0: always (laughs) do it sounded the same
1: (laughs) that's not what
0: she sounds
1: like (laughs) so jughead does a deep dive on memory reading yes. and the, I don't know where these people have time to read where books. Where do you find a book on memory reading? I don't know. Cheryl reads three different books in this episode. Veronica reads a whole book on spiders and Jughead does a deep dive on memory reading.
0: I only read three books the whole time I had COVID.
1: You know what would have been great? I feel like we missed one scene in this episode. I'm going to assume they filmed it and cut it out. I think we needed a scene of Jughead going to Cheryl and being like, Cheryl, do you have any do you have any books on like mind reading? Yeah, be like, right. yeah. Because then Cheryl Cheryl could have been integrated really into this plot line too and we don't I, I don't know if we've ever gotten a really decent Cheryl and Jughead scene I don't think so I mean there was that one time she called him a hobo and then there was that one time when she thought he was dead and she says remember that time I called him a hobo yeah anyway fair. so Jughead um, tells Betty that she needs to think about her memories as something visual like a series of comic books and her mind will organize these memories into a collection and her subconscious will do the same with suppressed memories and I can tell you right now if you were like hey Mary I need you to think of your your memories as comic books I'd be like that is so much more complicated than just thinking of my memories
0: um I don't have visual m- memories so like I couldn't do any of this
1: like you can't think
0: like I can't visualize a, vi- a picture like I can tell you like if you were like what's in Mary's room I could be like oh there's, like, the beige bedding. She has this bedside table, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I can't see it in my mind if I'm not looking at wow. it. Wow. This um,
1: This is the 1st time learning this about you. Yeah, so I, d- I just
0: – I don't have the, like, visual thinking. So I just, like – I literally couldn't do this for him.
1: So let me ask you a question. When you think about the year, like, if I said, like – Hey, think about October. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like the, I mean like literally the month on a calendar. Can you like, do you just think, okay, October? Or do you like, you can't like picture a calendar or like no, you don't have any I mean, visual I just, My brain, brain says
0: October. <gasps>
1: wow. So interesting.
0: It's, we I When I found out people can see their thoughts, I was like, no,
1: absolutely not.
0: I do have dreams where I can, like, see things, but not when I'm awake. So,
1: like, your subconscious mind, I guess, can do it, but not your yes, conscious mind. But like, That's not that so I
0: interesting. I don't
1: know. This is very interesting. You know what? For anyone who says that they don't like our tangents, go away because these are so interesting.
0: <laughs> who is We're still to- <laughs> providing that criticism?
1: I don't know. The last person who did wrote a very nice review after, so.
0: I, like... Like, um, on the BoJack podcast, Lindsay and I have so many tangents, and we used to edit them out, and then people found out that we were editing out some of our banter, and they were, like, furious, and were like, no, we want more tangents.
1: I will never edit out banter. The most I'll do is grab a piece of banter and move it to the end of the podcast, so you have to wait longer to hear it, but it'll still be there. Anyway, so um, he's like, okay, now we need to (coughs) have physical contact, and they hold hands so that he can read her mind. I don't know why that's necessary, but. Okay. I don't know. So Jughead sees into Betty's mind and he's like sitting at a table with a box of comics. And I don't know. I think we talked about this a little bit during Rivervale. But I really do think it's very it's very cool and very clever. Whoever like designs these comic books, like whichever artist yeah. does this, makes these props. Because they clearly just like literally take a screenshot from the show and then draw like a comic book cover of it. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very cool. They do a good job. So Jughead and uh, the, the first memory we go to is Jughead and Betty's first kiss from episode. We see a new angle. People love it according yeah. to Twitter. Yes. Season one, episode, I don't know. Six? I don't know. Not sure. Not sure. It's the one where he climbs through the window. It's and a very romantic kiss. It is. It's great. It's very cute. And it's the scene where she's like, my parents are crazy. And I wonder if I'm crazy like they are. And I was like, wow, this is the closest to Bughead we've had in a long time. Okay. But also, I think the connective tissue with this scene and the next one, um, which is at the very end, it's like, I think the last episode or second to last episode of season two, where Betty has just had the confrontation with her father as the Black Hood, and she's... Uh- sitting at home she's didn't go to school that day and she's like oh my gosh um wonder if evil can be passed on am i evil are these babies meaning polly's twins Mm -hmm. are they going to be evil and he's like no you're not evil you're just like the rest of us or whatever so it's it's scenes of her wondering about you know her dad and her uh characteristics of being evil and then also him comforting her and I'm assuming based on what she says after this that like she also like sees these memories. It's not like he's Yeah, like she they, says, I oh, feel like they're seeing them memories? together like in Harry Potter when they go into like a pension. That's what it seems like. So then we get this next scene, which is Betty as a young girl, where it's the scene after she kills Caramel, which mm-hmm. I for the life of me, I should have done research on this. I can't remember, it was like we saw this scene multiple times in previous mm-hmm. back in like season three or four. Um, and I can't remember like what the the real memory was because it seemed like someone was trying to manipulate her into thinking. She smashed that- the cat with a rock. But it I think at first it was, like, we saw that as supposed to be, like, she did this because she's evil, and then later on we find out that it was, like, no, her dad made her do it. I think so. I don't know. I and don't also know. the cat had, like, already died, or it oh. was, like, was, or, like, had been hit by a car, and then he was just, like, put it out of its misery. It wasn't like she had a perfectly alive cat and smashed not, it. I'm not sure.
0: Not ringing a bell, but I believe you.
1: I don't remember. But anyway, then we get the scene of her and her dad talking, and pops after, and she's, like, did I do a bad thing? And he's, like, no, Caramel did a bad thing by trying to run away. The cat was a sinner And needed to be punished And then he's so like weird so, so it felt really great Really awesome When you killed that cat And she was like No it felt really bad And he's like Yeah but didn't it feel Like a little bit awesome she's And like, no Yeah and then So when her and Jughead Come back to consciousness She's like wow My dad was grooming me To be a serial killer And um, yeah I think that that uh, I don't even care Like I'm fine That they're retconning someone, Some of this I'm fine with it But it is cool That all three of these scenes We had seen part of At least before And mm-hmm. we were getting like sort of extended clips or different angles, which I thought was cool. Yeah, so that is cool enough. Oh, that was fun. Um, so they take a break, and then later on we get some more mind reading, where a young Betty uh overhears Alice and Hal talking, and uh it's Alice finding out that she also has the M-A-O-A gene, the warrior slash serial okay. killer gene, which Betty is like, oh my gosh, my mom's been lying to me because her and Polly told me at the farm that I was the only one who had this, and that not even Hal did. And my whole life has been a lie. So she's going to confront Alice and this is another thing that I liked about this episode um, my, my three big things that I liked about this episode were the fact that there was some bug head and it, again it's not in the like oh I shipped them way it's in the wow look at them circling back to something that they actually built up and if and I think the truth is that we have found out I believe we found out recently that they are for sure everyone involved in the show knows that next season is the last season and if you're the creator of this show and you know that you have a limited amount of time left like most shows end on kind of an iffy note because like they only found out that they were in yeah. their final season like pretty quickly but I feel like they have the opportunity here to like actually you know try to tie it up with a bow try to tie it up and so the fact that they're like oh uh, I guess we need to bring some bughead stuff back because if that's the way we're actually gonna potentially end it maybe not maybe not for mm-hmm. sure but potentially um, I just thought that was cool so that was one thing I liked the second thing I liked was the fact that everyone was like interconnected in similar plot lines and um, you know we're actually like getting along and talking and then the third thing i liked was the fact that we saw some actually pretty good scenes with alice i felt like like i felt like alice has been a person that we've liked in the past who every episode this season every episode this season she's been so frustrating because it's like the worst alice i think was alice when she was at the farm because Mm -hmm. we were never 100 percent sure it's like they tried to be like later like oh she was just under like she was undercover for the fbi yeah okay no, okay. she wasn't. It's like she was clearly manipulated by the farm, and now she's just being manipulated by uh, Pickens. And so it's like oh, I don't like this, like fake Alice. And so having her here be like I don't know. We we get we get scenes at least of her something being, from her. Yeah, yeah. It's like it seemed like she was like being real in these moments. She wasn't like laughing at Betty, being like, oh yeah, I just gave Pickens your diary because that just seems normal, right? It was like well, I
0: also think that some of this is setting it up for Alice. To like break free of the manipulation that would be great I like would love I that. think like once she has like more t-
1: going for her with her family maybe there's a possibility that she'll break free I would love that I would love that so Alice first though is going to deny all of what Betty is confronting her about because Betty's like you lied to me about the serial killer Gene did you know my dad was grooming me did you even know he was a serial killer before yeah. and she's like no no of course not so they decide to go down to the news station where Betty Betty once again confronts her but this time Jughead is like trying to see her memory and so she see he sees a memory of Alice and Hal um, resetting the dining room table on top of the floor and um, and that she is crying and he's like the truth is under your floorboards and so they go look under the floorboards and they find a body now I'm no expert but you know it's a skeleton at this point but at one point it was a decomposing body and that probably would not have smelled great
0: yeah I don't I think that they probably would have been able to smell it. I don't... I didn't see anything that would indicate how they would have prevented
1: that smell, um... I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, so it is a dead body of a deputy who came around looking for Hal because of his suspicious activities. which
0: So it's like, okay, so Hal was acting so suspiciously that the police came by, but not so suspiciously that that officer told anyone where they were going because,
1: like, they would have been caught for this for sure. Don't think about it too hard.
0: I didn't have to think about it very hard at all to come up with the problem. I can only
1: assume that Hal somehow covered that up. I don't know it doesn't mean, make sense he's not a very smart serial killer although this does make me feel better about him being a serial killer because like it proves that at least maybe he did actually kill a couple people and not just like the two that we thought he did I don't
0: know like sure he was a slightly more successful serial killer than we thought good good for you Hal
1: yeah people have asked us before to do like kill counts no I'm sorry really what, with what time I don't know this is our number one job don't you know it uh so then we have like I think a pretty good scene pretty good, some emotional work here by Alice, uh, and not in the, like, sad, Polly's dead kind of way, but in the, like, well, look at her doing some acting here. So she, she explains what happened. And she says that she didn't want her family to implode. Betty asks again if she knew that Hal was grooming her. And Alice says no. And then she's like, but I did suspect that maybe he might try and cultivate some of his darkness in you. But I felt like I could control it and control whatever impulses might try to manifest uh, in you. And I felt like un- I could undo his influence. And that, at least it like kind of make sense for why it, she was so controlling.
0: Yeah, it, it does actually make sense with the plot and Betty's like, oh my god, this is why you needed me to be the perfect daughter, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know what, fair enough. This wasn't yeah.
1: too poorly done. But she says, it didn't work. There still is evil inside of me and you failed. And um, that was kind of sad. I mean, and I think like, that it's also like completely
0: absurd to expect, like, Alice obviously was wrong in thinking that she could you know, completely counteract another parent's influence on like a type of trauma and instilling like certain types of values but I also think that it is absurd for Betty to be so mad at anyone other than Hal and like I know Hal is dead and so it's harder to be mad at him but like Alice didn't want you to be a serial
1: killer Hal did he's the one that is the enemy here yeah, yeah. And so thinking about this for a second, it, to me it's like night and day, the tone of the first, I'd say even like four seasons compared to the fifth and sixth. Because I feel like the first four seasons were pretty heavy. Maybe maybe let's say the first three. In like, they had absurd plots. Don't get me wrong. They did. They had, T, not TBK. They had um
0: the, the Black Hood and the Gargoyle
1: King and all that. They had that, but it felt like they were still trying to be like a show about high schoolers and their relationships and their friendships and their drama and that kind of thing. And we've gone so far away from that where it's pretty much like just Well they're plot. adults now. Yeah, and and it makes sense. Um, and it it also does like in some ways when I think about like my day to day life as an adult versus like my day to day life as a person in high school, like the things that were important to me, like it's more like, yeah, yeah, your your plots and your concentration are going to be about your job and what whatever and not about who you have a crush on. Like, I get it. That makes sense. But I do think it's interesting that we have this scene where Jughead has a ton of flashbacks to, he, he's trying to, I don't know what he was trying to do, write or something, but he just keeps having memories about. They do like a montage of all the mm-hmm. Bughead kisses, basically. And it's, it's fast. And so it's like, okay. And then, of course, we're going to have a little bit of drama here. So he gets a text from Tabitha where she says, I'm coming home soon. And he says, thank God, I really missed you. And I don't know exactly what they're planning on doing this. But I um, think it's going to be disrespectful to Tabitha. I, yes. Although we've always known that Tabitha was way too good for Jughead. But, That's true. But I mean, so is Betty. Yeah. But I don't know what, like... We've got the jughead. He he's clearly had some thoughts. It was interesting to me that there was no Betty thought unless you read into the Archie Betty scene where they may or may not have um confirmed coitus. Yes. We we don't know for sure. We're not we're not sure.
0: It was like th- that scene was like passionate but they also give us no ac- like they've given us way more indicator of confirmed coitus in the past even when they were in
1: high school. Is is why I'm like mm, did they even Yeah, it, it's odd. It's odd. Um but I think like something that I love, Liked from these scenes is that we've had, I felt like the emotion has been completely gone from so much of the show in that like someone will do something like kill someone or get really hurt or whatever and no one's ever like oh my gosh how are you feeling about that or like trying to comfort them or talk to mm-hmm. them or anything and I think what I really liked about this episode when I mentioned it with the Cheryl stuff but also in this plot with Jughead trying to be like you know Betty like oh my gosh your dad was trying to groom you like that's really hard no wonder you've been you know suffering this trauma like it, it felt like characters were actually having some emotional reactions to the mm-hmm the other Mm -hmm. characters and I think the point where I first started noticing that this was lacking was the scene where uh what's her name Polly came in to the FBI office with a bomb strapped to her and they disabled the bomb and literally no one mentioned it like ever again and I was like this should be a thing that's it there should be an entire episode where the whole plot is the bomb the disabling of the bomb and then making sure everyone's okay afterward and having those conversations no Betty fixed it it with a bobby pin in two seconds Makes me mad. That anyway. is a G. Yeah. So, um, it was great. I loved this episode. And I had fun. And you know what? I had even more fun talking about it. I had fun I talking about it. Yeah. And that's not all, because here are some thoughts from our listeners who agreed with me. Top pot <laughs> Kyle Picard says they thought they think so, too, in response to me saying this was a great episode. Betty and Veronica actually being friends? Cheryl actually being friends with anyone? So my thoughts exactly. Thank you, Kyle Picard. You're all over it. Um, And then from a previous week, though, uh, we had three responses to uh, us that were all very similar, which was basically, um, let's see, what up, Tim, Uh, Wednesday all weekend, and Queen's 11375A all replied to us saying variations of, yeah, I love uh, I love this podcast because I enjoy listening to the two of you, but I'm not really watching the show that much. Um, although Wednesday did say that they're not hating the show as much as they have in previous seasons. So there's that. I mean, I
0: endorse the people who do not watch the show um, because I wish I could be one
1: of you. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so Venomous uh you know it's a state of having venom mm-hmm. but also uh it was apparently a movie in 2001 um ooh 3.9 out of 10 on IMDB it's not wow, great a great but film yeah so uh when mutated state <laughs> When mutated snakes survive a terrorist attack on a government laboratory, citizens of a California town risk contracting a contagion if bitten. Local physicians try and control the epidemic, while the military try and ensure it says secret. I don't know that this is at all what this episode is uh, potentially named after, but, um... I mean, it doesn't you know, align with the plot, but it has the same name. has the same name, and it uh, you know, people being, having venom spread. Oh, of course, to, um, yes. I don't know, whatever. I don't know. Fine. Anyways, that's it. So who's the most normal person this week? I actually feel like well I don't know if anyone was super normal, but I feel like I want to give it to Cheryl. For just for just being chill and telling Archie to like maybe not tie a piece of palladium to his she neck. She
0: like helped people. She listened to their problems. She was a good friend. Yes, she has
1: magic, but Riverdale has magic now. I'm going to agree with you, mostly because there's absolutely no way that Cheryl is this normal ever again. Yeah, no, never. We will not no. ever. So this was this great. Again. Loved it. Loved having Cheryl. Here.
0: Yeah. Good job, Cheryl. Congratulations. Has Cheryl ever won it before?
1: Let me check. I feel like we must have given it to her at least once. But when? All right. Most normal. Wow. There was a lot of Alice Cooper early on. Yeah. Alice Cooper used to be normal. That's why it's so disappointing that she's not anymore. Yeah. We also gave it to Josie a lot, Mm. Sweet Pea a lot, mm. Kevin a lot, Kevin a lot, a lot of Kevin. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Season 4, episode 18, we gave it to Cheryl. Well, that must have been a off-the-walls bananas episode. And season 6, episode 1, the episode where Cheryl murders Archie, we gave it to <laughs> her. Okay, but that was for most... Out of character. No, we gave most out of character to Betty. We gave most normal to Cheryl. We did both. Oh, I didn't know we did most normal. Whatever. Cheryl yeah. did what needed to be done, and I stand behind it. Uh, So this is technically... Oh, we okay. Here's the thing. The, the last time we gave it to Cheryl, we've only given it to her three times. Twice was in Rivervale, and the previous time was season four, episode 18. And... Um, The last time we gave it to her was in the witching hour. And we said we gave it to Cheryl slash Poppy slash Abigail. And it was the episode where she was helping all her friends. See, it adds up. We're consistent. What do you think season four, episode eight was? I thought you said episode 18. Sorry, 18. Episode 18.
0: Um, is that the one where Jughead
1: dies? Oh, um, it's in there. It, it was the one where Betty and Archie confront their feelings. And we, I remember this. We gave it to Cheryl because Cheryl was like, "Look, Betty, like you and Jughead are actually in love, and you're just think you're in love with Archie because you had like a schoolgirl crush on him."
0: Oh yeah, hey, good job, Cheryl. Yeah, look, Cheryl giving good advice to her friend. Yep. So
1: that's that's a turns out she's been doing that for a minute. Yeah. And and that's the only times that she's ever normal, apparently. Anyway, so that was fun. Had a great time. Hopefully anyone who's still listening to this had a good time. But um, Kirsten, what have you been up to? Well, I've
0: been talking about BoJack Horseman every week over on BoJack HorsePod with Lindsay Wilson, which has been very fun. Um, I have been talking about Temptation Island over on the Hot Dummies on Islands podcast feed, and this week we're going to be talking about the first half of the finale with Matt Hoffman and Brittany Haynes from BB12, so people should definitely check that out. Um, and also Mess Magnets, where Sasha, Joseph, and I break down pop culture, trending topics, celeb gossip. And we recorded a really fun episode for this week as well. Uh, so if people could show some support there, that would be great. And you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Said What.
1: And also, if you really love me, you can give me money at paypal.me slash Kirsten Said What. The more we do this, truly, the more mind-blowing it is that you haven't just been like, Mary, look. I'm a successful podcaster with plenty of podcasts that are great. So I am not going to talk to you about Riverdale any longer.
0: Well, you know, hope springs eternal that the day will come.
1: <laughs> no, because then I won't be able to podcast with you anymore. You're going to big time me. Can you imagine my big time <laughs> Oh, my God. It's fine. Anyway. All right, everyone. That's all for this week. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for episode 15. Until then, you can follow me everywhere at Frail Mary on every platform and check out. I don't even know what I've done recently. I was on like a Survivor podcast several weeks ago, but that's not that. What hey, go check stuff? out that several week old Survivor Yeah, podcast. Check out. I got, some, I got some new stuff coming up, but I'll plug it next week. <laughs> so. Sounds great. (laughs) Just wait for that. All right, cool. Uh, Until next time. Bye.